Hey guys, in today's episode, we'll be doing our regular weekly stock roundup with highlights on Facebook's deal with Spotify before diving into our Apple analysis. Tune in and hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Think Stocks podcast. I am Nico. And I am Andrew. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the weekly news on the stock market and talking about stocks. We do upload a small portion of our podcast to YouTube. So if you haven't checked that out yet, just go to YouTube and search Think with Andrew. Yeah, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Think Stock podcast. Um, Nico, market has been pretty red huh, this week. Yeah, true, true. It's probably uh, in response to all of the earnings that has been coming out, you know, the quarterly earnings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of earnings, right, uh, I, I think a lot of companies actually did beat their earnings. Uh, we, we take a look at uh, like Amazon, Facebook, uh, Apple, Tesla, right? They did beat their earnings, but their shares is still being hammered. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, you, you have to take into account that, you know, the EPS, the expected earning, is mm-hmm. basically just Wall Street's um, gauge mm-hmm. to sort of see whether the company is uh, a sort of a buy call or sell call or something like that. So it's yeah. not really a solid uh, number, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's just more of an estimate. So when you beat your estimate, it's good, but it doesn't really reflect whether you actually did really well or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't reflect the end-to-end picture, right? Uh, mm, you yes. might be able to beat your a- estimates, but uh, there might be a hidden agenda or or like a a big problem behind the scenes which you have to go dive deeper. And I'm not saying that this happens all the time, but what I feel that has caused the market to be red is that I feel like the market has been overinflated uh, over the uh, over the past year. I would I would say uh, since uh, the March crash last year, right? Market yeah. has been going up like Falcon 9, honestly. <laughs> uh, the, the problem is market, uh, the Falcon 9 did come back down. The market doesn't come back down. It's just, it's just left up to space. Right, <laughs> so, right. Mm-hmm. Did the Falcon 9 like burst or was it the other one? Uh, I think the Falcon 9 is the one that they just they recently... Oh, They're successful? Yeah, the, recently they sent another space crew, uh, right. NASA, to, to space, uh, International Space Station. Uh, I think they used the Falcon 9, so nice. it's really good. Uh, nice. uh, so, but then, you know how Falcon 9 is supposed to come back down and reusable like like you know, like know a bus like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the thing is, Falcon 9 did come back down. Our stock market is still floating up there. <laughs> yeah, it does come back down to the stratosphere or atmosphere, whatever you want to call it, but it doesn't mm-hmm. come back down to ground. So, which is good. We don't want the market to crash again, right? Yeah. But I feel like it's overinflated, and this overinflated or balloon or whatever you want to call it, uh, they say it will burst. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's gonna burst, which is a good thing. Uh, but how people has been uh over expecting for companies to pr- provide the 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 earnings that they would like, like. If they see even a just a sub like like above average earnings, they'll be like, ah shit, that's not good enough for me. I'm selling. Yeah. Yeah. So investing has changed over the course of one year. Uh, obviously fundamentals haven't, but you know people trading and stuff like that has been very very influential to the market. I would say. Mm. Yeah. Right. What What um, do you think? I would I would say the same. As in trading, I wouldn't say trading changed in the year, but the market is always evolving. Because mm-hmm. I think even like uh, investors like Warren Buffett and so on will would have said mentioned something about this, whereby in their years of experience, the market is always changing. So 
these things happen which you can't explain because as you know the market is irrational right mm-hmm. so you can only do your best to stick to what you know and um pretty much um hope for the best yeah that's true you might be a value investor and you might be sitting on a great stock but you have to realize that value investors you will have to wait a long time before you see your returns mm-hmm. so when you see other stocks shooting pass you like nobody's business hitting 100 200% in a year 300% in a year mm-hmm. and then you're just there with your this is a value stock but mm-hmm. i only made 2% this year yeah <laughs> so it will challenge you a lot but yeah. my best advice is just stick to what you know and just don't dive in blindly right yeah because uh, like he said uh, i i can't remember who said this to warren buffett if i'm not mistaken it's jeff bezos or one of the rich guys he said uh, your investing method is so simple but why nobody follows it mm. uh, he said it's uh, it's because everyone wants to get rich fast you know they don't yeah. want to take the the right route so yeah if if you're a value investor you you will be there one day uh, but don't uh, jump into the hype, hype stocks like gamestop and stuff like that yeah it, it's just going to mess up your whole performance and you don't want that just just be calm right yeah, the returns exactly. will come yeah so yeah. one of the recent news that we have is uh, facebook came up with their earnings right and they they beat their earnings um, mm. and i see in our notes right here nico i see that you wrote that facebook has tied up with spotify Yes um so Facebook and Spotify actually they've been working together for some years now I'm sure everybody would have realized you know with uh Instagram stories you're able to add songs from Spotify right mm-hmm. as well as Facebook mm-hmm. stories you could always add uh songs from Spotify but um the current tie up the new one it's called Project Boombox now okay. Project Boombox is an, an initiative by Mr Zuckerberg himself and I believe this is their move towards accommodating for the audio media industry. Like okay. you know how Clubhouse got really popular in the last few months mm-hmm. and how um people are there's a market for listeners, right? There's yep. a huge market for people listening to things. So um this project is I think moving in that direction and trying to tap into that market. But the difference is basically there's now going to be a mini player on your timeline available so that you don't have to switch between the apps. Like currently what you can do is you can go on Spotify, you can hit play on your playlist and then you can switch from Spotify and you enter into Facebook and then you just scroll the timeline, right? Yeah. So now with this tie up in Project Boombox, what can happen is you can play Spotify directly from Facebook itself and there'll be a mini player at the bottom of your tab. and it's quite small and not really noticeable like it doesn't really disrupt your experience on Facebook app itself mm-hmm. and what you can also then do is share these songs or podcasts that you're listening to on your timeline mm-hmm. and other people other users who have this mini player as well they can actually just click on your shared um post and they'll be able to listen to that song as well on Spotify on Facebook app as well Yeah. Oh wow. I mean that that means uh, if I understand it correctly I was spot our podcast is going to go rocketing up like a falcon nine because <laughs> everyone can share a podcast then, right? True facts, <laughs> facts. <laughs> but, I wish. But yeah, but I mean it's it's um it's a good 
it's it's a cool thing to see happening it's not mm-hmm. much of a difference for the average user because you know we are already used to having spotify spotify play in the background mm-hmm. and then just switching into the app but yeah. now instead you can sort of have a bit more control whereas where you're on facebook you're scrolling through posts or you know looking through memes and stuff and you can actually still control <laughs> your songs while you're scrolling through your memes mm-hmm. so yeah. it's, it's a nice 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 initiative and it'll be interesting to see where they take this and so far there's no news on what uh, kind of data they'll be sharing between themselves um so for users who are not premium users of spotify you know they'll have ads right yeah yeah those ads still go directly to spotify it doesn't go to facebook facebook doesn't get the revenue off of that mm-hmm. but um we're still not quite sure exactly what data will be provided and exchanged between them because you know how you will get uh targeted advertising from facebook sooner mm-hmm. or later mm-hmm. so whether or not uh that door is open between facebook and spotify we wouldn't know but later on it'll, it'll surface all right Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's not speculate, right? Because uh, <laughs> we're not speculators. Uh, we, I'm not gonna say like, oh, I'm pretty sure they will share anything. I'm not gonna jump into conclusions. Uh, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you won't as well because yeah. uh, we are rational people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, at least I feel like we are rational, and it's an interesting project, Project Boombox. Uh, never never heard of it until you brought this up uh, today, and it, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I have to see. Uh, what happens uh one, one recently actually a few days ago when i was uh, scrolling social media on on facebook right i saw uh, mr mark zuckerberg our friendly guy he tweeted or no sorry he what what do you call it posted a poster is tweet twitter is tweet twitter right posted yeah. on facebook that he said uh working on something big mm. and uh, i had to share it because i didn't know what he was talking about so uh is this something big maybe not uh i don't think this is a super big project right i think yeah it's okay but for the size of facebook i think something bigger is expect to be expected when he says to be working on something big but let's just see what happens true true but mm-hmm. you never really know i mean because this is only the start of something right mm-hmm. so you don't know what direction they have planned in the background to mm-hmm. open up different kinds of avenues because mm-hmm. think of the integration between groups and you know you can maybe hold concerts on facebook oh yeah that could be a possibility right mm-hmm. so for me it's like i i see it as a very interesting point where spotify being known to be an audio service provider they have all the artists on the platform and stuff like that mm-hmm. and facebook is known for you know having the whole audience so when you integrate these two i think it could be possible to see um paid rooms on mm-hmm. facebook mm-hmm. where they have like live concert or live rooms and stuff like that mm-hmm. but yeah only time will tell right <laughs> i actually saw uh, someone who was uh, a little bit more famous uh, well known in the industry of uh, investing and stuff like that he did say that facebook wants to come up and copy uh, make a clubhouse 2.0 something mm. like that mm. um maybe this is it right maybe they yeah. can they can uh, have rooms for open discussions and stuff like that yeah yeah because clubhouse right now is very limited to apple if i'm not mm. mistaken and i i wanted to get an apple about a few months ago because i was so frustrated i couldn't get on clubhouse <laughs> yeah that was the only reason i wouldn't get on apple uh, no other reason apart from the camera and doing youtube and all stuff mm. but 
uh, the hype inside of me died. So, <laughs> but speaking of Apple, uh, I think we have our stock pick of the week, right, Nico? Apple. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, let's do our introduction. Uh, sure. So it's time for a segment we call stock pick of the week. Do note that this is neither a buy nor a sell call for these stocks, but rather an open discussion regarding the selected stock. If you would like us to cover a specific stock, DM us on Instagram at thinkwithandrew and we'll line it up in the following episodes. So, for this week's stock pick of the week, we'll be covering Apple. So, like we were mentioning earlier, mm-hmm. um, among the earnings, the quarterly earnings, I think um, Apple just released their Q1 reports on Wednesday or something like that. Yeah. You, you so, want to talk about that a bit? Yeah. So, they did release their um, Q1 earnings uh, Wednesday after trading hours, after the market mm. closed. And they recorded uh, Banger Q1. Uh, I don't know if Banger is the right word, but <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's a Banger. All right. So, right. Uh, they had a record revenue. For March, a quarterly report of 89.6 billion, uh, which is huge uh, because usually how Apple works is that in Q1 and Q4 is where they get their most money because Christmas season and then uh, holidays and stuff like that, people tend to spend more money, right? Yeah, it's the historical... You can sort of say it's a historical reoccurrence, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm. And But what's interesting is when we compare quarters, right? We don't compare to the previous quarter. We compared to the last year's quarter, that's investing 101, right? You yep. compare quarter one of 2021 to quarter one of 2020, right? And quarter one of 2020, yeah, people may say, hey guys, it's the lockdowns coming. Um, it might, the, the performance might have dropped in 2020, but let's be realistic a little bit. Uh, we go back to 2020 and the lockdown only really came in mid of March uh, in most countries uh, in the world, right? So, when they say a 54% increase year over year, I think that's a great amount of money for revenue itself. Right. And they, record, they had a record EPS. I mean, they recorded an EPS, sorry. Uh, they recorded an EPS of $1.40, uh, where the estimates of was just like 99 cents. Uh, like you said earlier, Nico, we, we, I'd just like to echo that again. Like uh, The EPS is just Wall Street saying that, hey, this is the estimated amount. They should at least do this. So if you yeah. beat, it's great, right? If you don't beat, then you, you basically had a bad quarter. Um, but they did beat and they they beat by quite a margin. Lah. So that's great on them. Uh, another good thing for Apple. Mm. Um, revenue was $89 billion, like I said earlier. So that was a 54% increase, right? But uh, iPhone revenue itself was $48 billion, which is 65% yeah. up year over year. Mm-hmm. Uh, while the services, you know how uh, Apple is trying to move to slowly, uh, tr- slowly move to services instead of uh, selling hard products all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to go into that line as well with, with the podcast, with the Apple TV and stuff like that. Right. So they had their services revenue uh, increase in twenty five percent. Okay, not that great, but because iPhone increased like 66%, right? Mm-hmm. So services, yeah. when it increased 25%, people like, mm, you know what, maybe you're not doing it well enough. But let's be real a little bit, okay? So last year, we had the pandemic. And what happened during the pandemic? Uh, everyone was forced to stay at home. And when people stay at home, they can't really buy anything. They can't go shopping. They can't go uh, partying with their friends. They can't go holidays. So people yeah. tend to buy tech stuff, right? 
Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel personally. I feel I don't. I'm not saying Apple is a bad company. I, I own Apple personally, right? I I have it in right. my portfolio, uh, but I feel that is why the the big spike of 66% year over year growth. Uh, this is going to happen more frequently in the coming months as well because well as lockdown got more stricter in the next quarter as well i'm expecting to see a little bit of a jump quarter to quarter i mean quarter year over year kind of thingy so apple uh, has two more products which is the mac and ipad right Mm. Uh, they were also up 70 percent year over year and ultimately, the gross margin of Apple was at 42.5%, where the estimated uh, estimate of Wall Street was at 39.8%. So that's great. Uh, Apple had a great quarter. Um, we saw Apple's shares in the after hours. You know how uh, the American market has after hours and then uh, pre-market trading, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the after hours, it went up to 3 to 4%. Uh, okay which is understandable because they had a great quarter. But then uh, when the market opened back, it came back down, plummeting down to like 3 4%, uh, 2%. Mm, like I would like to always say, the market does its weird, uh, it, it, the market does its own things, right? <laughs> it's very weird. You yeah. can have a banger quarter and the market will just say like, nope, not having it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just going to have to just sit and accept it. Uh, it's yeah. like you're being tied to a chair and watch someone rob your house. There's nothing you can do. No, that's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I have experienced it. I don't want to experience it, but you know mm-hmm. that that's kind of what it is. Right. Uh, but further, way further in, for, forward into the Q1's earnings, right? They did announce that they will have a 90 billion dollar of share buyback program. Mm. This is great. As an Apple investor, you want to see them buying back shares. Um, however, this is also contradicting to some investors uh, they didn't want to see this they yeah. wanted to see apple buy companies instead acquire companies under them mm-hmm. maybe i can give you a little bit insight if you were uh, tim cook let's say you were tim cook today do you, do you think that a buy back program is better or acquiring co- other companies is better as tim cook i would consider a buyback program to be better I would have less shares in the open market and it will bring the price of Apple as a company up, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think that would be better in the sense that, sure, they can acquire companies and they actually do acquire companies from time mm-hmm. to time. Yep. But if if they have enough data that says it's time to run a buyback program, which, which is better suited compared to our other opportunities at the moment, mm-hmm. then yeah. Sure, go for a buyback rather than invest in other companies. Yeah. Because companies come and go, right? So the opportunities mm-hmm. aren't always um, always available. So perhaps maybe right now they don't see a target that is good enough for their money, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then they choose to just go with the buyback program instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with what you just said because that... People can always say like Apple share acquired companies and stuff like that. It's mm. not easy to just buy a company. That's one. And it's not easy to buy the right company. You don't want to buy a donkey company, yeah. right? <laughs> What's the point if you buy a donkey company and it's dying? It's like, it's going to be dead. There's no point. This is not uh, Mother Teresa trying to help the poor or anything. <laughs> this yeah. is business, right? This is business after all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is business. So when they announced their share buyback program, I'm pretty sure that they have done their research. Uh, they have their data and stuff like that. And 
maybe currently is the better option. And mm. I do want to see them purchasing companies actually, uh, because there was rumors that Apple wants to produce electric vehicles. Um, mm. To be honest, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I own Apple. Yes, uh, I own Apple for a while now. But I own Apple because of how they revolutionized uh, the M1 chip. Now, mm. I'll talk about that later. But when they when they said like, uh, oh, Apple should focus more on buying companies that can provide like uh, electric vehicle services. Uh, and to me, if Apple would come up with an electric vehicle car, right, in 2026, 2027, mm-hmm. then five, six years is a very long time. And... Companies like, uh, let, let, let's go to olden days, com- uh, I mean, uh, what do you call it, legendary car makers, like Ford Motors and stuff like that, even they could be way far ahead right now. Right. Yeah. Right. So if they would come in later on in the game, they might be left behind. But what I feel Apple might do is they might provide a service for electric vehicle. I have no idea what, but they seem to be heading that direction. Right. I just have to wait and see. No, but, but I mean, they are also like in talks with Hyundai and Nissan yeah. to link up and do it, right? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I think the technological ex- aspect of the electric vehicle will come from mm-hmm. the car makers. Mm-hmm. So they would actually have, it would give them a major boost in terms of catching up to the current market. Mm-hmm. But like what you're saying, I think it's more towards the software, right? Yeah. That's where Apple is going to be... Um, mm-hmm trying to find a foothold they're trying to basically run the software off the car itself right yeah and the thing is to collect data on a software it's not easy Mm. uh tesla has been doing it for years uh they they are by far the most mouse driven and i just don't see it right now uh you can call me a pessimist or whatever but I'm just being realistic to uh, if they want to get into the game, uh, they have to get into it sooner. Um, but I won't ca- count them out neither because Apple is a big company. Uh, yeah. With the money they have, they can do anything they want. <laughs> mm-hmm. So true, we'll, true. we'll have to see about that. But I'll go a little bit deeper into Apple on why I hold Apple. Okay. Sure. Uh, do you hold Apple, Nico? Um, for dinner, yeah, but <laughs> um, no, in my portfolio, not yet, uh, not yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can ask you a little bit. Of, I don't think you hold any stocks yet, right, Nico? Um, no, yeah, I still yeah. haven't purchased any US stocks yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would like to ask, uh, is Apple one that you're looking at? Um, definitely. I mean, because the main reason I'm giving it a stronger look is obviously because um, Berkshire Hathaway is invested in them. Mm-hmm. And it's one of their major holdings as well. Mm-hmm. So if he, if they see something in it, then there has to be something there. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's I need I still need to do my own research and go further. I've mm-hmm. done a bit, but maybe we can cover that later. We can cover on your research first. Mm-hmm. So maybe I would like to talk a little bit on why I bought Apple. I currently hold Apple about, if I'm not mistaken, about. 30%, 35%, 30% of my portfolio, so pretty heavy. Mm. Uh, but then again, my con- my portfolio is very concentrated to Apple, Tesla, and Palantir. So, yeah, it's only normal. And the reason why I bought Apple is because, to me, uh, personally, they have a very strong mode. So, before I invest into any company, I want to see a mode. Uh, something where it separates them from their competitors. 
And we know who they are competitors. Let's be very simple. Even a donkey can tell me this. Uh, Samsung <laughs> is a competitor, right? Uh, yeah. Huawei is their competitor. Uh, if we are looking at the streaming services, then Netflix is their competitor. Uh, Amazon Prime. So they have a lot of competitors. And what makes them different and what makes them stand out to me is that Apple has this network effect. Uh, if you see a person using an iPhone, I'm not sure if you're in the States, do you feel like this? But in Malaysia, right, if the person's using iPhone 11 or iPhone 12, uh, mm-hmm. you automatically label him as, wow, that guy's rich. Yeah. Right? That's, uh, even if you're using an iPhone 7, you still get labeled rich. <laughs> nah. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. So, Nico, I, I believe you're using iPhone 7, right? I'm using an SE. I'm SE. using an iPhone SE, yeah. So, st- I mean, it, it's not that kind of you you don't get second looks for that lah. but the the new version right like yeah the, yeah yeah the SD 2020 wait 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 wait, wait 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 the guy disconnected i don't know what the fuck bro mm. uh, this fucker is pissing me off lately hmm uh feel to, to join at 10 10 okay lah one minute ago lah how you see at 10 10 oh oh he said at 10 10 okay but did he join earlier nah, i hope so mm. Mm. so cool, cool, cool. Try, huh? yeah so it's okay okay uh let's just continue again zaf uh so the board is connected unfortunately so maybe you will need to cut and paste a little bit uh so we'll start back uh so if you're in malaysia i'm not sure if you how it is in america and then you cut that lah, huh? zaf, mm. panel, huh? all right Thank you, Zaf. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, let's go. Nico, are you ready? Yep. Okay. So, one, two, three. So, Nico, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, sorry. Let, let's just cut that. <laughs> we'll start back. <laughs> uh, one, two, three. I'm not actually sure how it is in America. Um, but if you are in Malaysia, right, Nico? And you see an iPhone 12, an iPhone 11, even an iPhone 11 or 10. Mm. You, you would automatically label the guys rich, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Uh, to a certain extent, I would say that even an, uh, an iPhone 7 is rich. Bruh, nah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> iPhone 7 is years ago, bro. <laughs> yeah, but it still costs thousands and thousands of dollars a ringgit. And let, let me just ask you, Nico, what phone are you using right now? Right. Um, I'm using the SE, the SE 2020. Right. So you're one of the rich boys, huh? Yeah. Hey. Uh, do you not read price tags? Uh? This is like the cheap phone. <laughs> I mean, it, the main reason I got it is because, you know, it gets the latest iOS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty much the only reason I got the phone. But otherwise, I still lose out on quite a lot of things in the sense that it doesn't have like facial recognition and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's not as high quality as like an iPhone x or an xr or whatever but i mean it does the job la. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a simple guy <laughs> I, I would know because uh, back in college when we were in college you were using the 7s uh, 6s actually 6s mm, right yeah and uh the 6s even the 6s worked wonders i, I would say that you used the 6s for almost five years yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah and that's the magic of apple right uh yeah the, the quality is so good unlike my my android i've been using android all my life uh mm. which i've never switched to apple but we'll see how that goes android doesn't last that long uh, two years three years and they'll start to decay 
Mm. They'll start lag. They'll they, they won't give you the new updates and stuff like that. And honestly, it's disappointing at times. But well, you get what you pay for, lah. That's what I always believe. You pay one yeah. thousand bucks and you pay four thousand bucks. Uh, you should see a s- significant difference in quality. I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. True. But let's go back to uh, the mode. Now, we diverted a little bit. So yes, Apple has a strong network mode. Um, when I was in college, I saw all my friends were using Apple. You, uh, and a few other of my friends were using Apple. Our, our friends were using Apple, right? Yeah. And I was like, damn, it would be nice to have an Apple. Um, primarily because I can play the PUBG Mobile, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my phone sure. couldn't play PUBG Mobile, and uh, yeah, so that was one of the thing. Uh, normally, people who use Apple will try to uh tend to show off that they're an Apple user. They're like proud of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you are. I don't think you are, but sorry to say that uh, many of the teens that use apple would definitely flaunt the apple logo when they're taking it's, a picture it's a flex right yeah uh, yeah yeah so, yeah so that's one thing so they have, they also have the economic mode which is something you want to see right they, they control mm. the market share they're dominant force you want to see that and just yes, they are but one more thing that we need to know is when you're using an apple a product right and you're in their ecosystem let's just say you have an apple watch you have an app, uh, iphone you have an imac or whatever nonsense what else you have right or even the new product the, the apple tiger air tag mm, right yes yes yeah and now you want to switch out you want to get out of there that's going to be very costly for you right true it's going to be hard for you to change everything now now you want to your your apple watch won't be in sync with your new android uh your air tag won't be in sync with your iphone so when you're in the Apple ecosystem, it's hard to get out. Mm. Yes, you can, but you have to do it over time. Yeah. Yeah. So that is one of the few modes that I see. So network effect, switching costs, and the economic mode. Uh, I like all of them, but the most important one to me is the economic mode. And they have very, very strong economic mode, in my own opinion. And mm. over yeah. the years, right? Uh, they ha- they have very high demand. Apple has usually been very high demand kind of product, right? Uh, they monopolize the market, like I said earlier, and the future demand, to me, it will still be high. Um, let's just take a look at their recent release, the iPhone twelve, right? They released a five G iPhone, right? Am I right, Nico? Yep, yep, they did. Mm-hmm. So this shows that they are innovative. But let's take a step back. Are they really innovative? Other phones have released like five G, right? Mm, Samsung yeah. has released five G. I believe Huawei has released five G. But when Apple release, re- releases five G, wow, yeah, innovation, disruptive. <laughs> uh, Android has been having Swift keyboard, the slide keyboard, for five to six years. When <laughs> a- Apple releases, wow, game changer. Mind so, blown. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> to me, um. Apple users are a little bit blindsided. I'm sorry to use that. And if you're listening from your Apple uh, phone, which most likely you are, <laughs> because we have listeners from Apple Podcasts. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I'm sorry, but maybe we are a little bit blindsided, right? Uh, Apple users and stuff like that, because we are just so indulged in uh, Apple product. Yeah, but, but in, in a sense, so you can look at it this way. Lah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason why that is is mm-hmm. because Apple lets their competitors try different things mm-hmm. and what catches with the market, that's what they choose to pick up on. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, because that's right. how they keep their researchers research and development quite low. Like I mean, um, historically, the average research and development cost is only about three percent over their entire revenue. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the recent years, it's been growing at six, six, seven, and I think in the last years, annual report is about eight mm-hmm. percent. But there, there has to be a reason how they can maintain such um, low percentages for research and development, and mm-hmm. yet still have great technology. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's quite funny how they are like late to the market, but at the same time, uh, in in my mind, is like I'm seeing it as they don't want to put in the hard work to test the market. They let their competitors test the market, and then they just adopt it. Then, yeah, I totally agree. And one more thing, when you're in a business world, right? Uh, we we try to run business, right, Nico? So we we understand mm. a little bit of business. I won't say we're good, but uh, we understand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very important to time your product, yeah. right? So when Apple released the five G, right? If you released the five G three years ago, two years ago, the infrastructure is just not there yet. Right, mm. it, it's pointless. No one would buy that five G phone because yeah. I can't even get five G anywhere. Why would I buy that phone? But whereas when they released five G phone uh, last year, uh, the infrastructure was getting uh, was catching up. Right, so mm. people were like, okay, yeah, m- maybe it's time for a change. Uh, we have the infrastructure now in Vegas. We have the straight infrastructure now in New York. Why, why not? Right, so yeah, I'll get the I'll get the iPhone twelve. Definitely. So, it's very important for you to release your product at the right time. Not too early because then nobody will be buying it. But not too late. If they were to release three, four years uh, in two, three years time, it might be too late, right? People might have already switched to Huawei or or Samsung. Then the competitors will have their their, 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 their current users, right? They don't want that. So, it's very important to release at the right time. And Apple is great at that. I, I, in my opinion, Apple is great at that. Mm. Uh, yeah, so they released the five G phone, uh, innovative in it uh, again to, to the Apple users' eye. Um, to me, it's a great product. I I love the iPhone twelve. I had a chance to hold one actually. Uh, our editor, uh, the one that's gonna edit this uh, podcast, right? right? right. He's using an iPhone twelve. I'm just gonna tell you that. Okay, I so see how gonna, it is. I yeah, see I'm, how it is. Are we gonna label him as rich? but Um, let's go go a little bit deeper so as you know right nico last year apple came out with a i I would say this is revolutionizing okay this is changing the world the Mm. m1 chip have you heard of the m1 chip yes yes it's been all over the news in youtube and stuff it's 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 cool stuff Mm -hmm. so m1 chip right uh is changing the industry uh, according to many tech experts and when i studied it a little bit deeper i can tell you it is changing the industry why okay so m1 chip right is you primarily used in macbooks i i i i i iMac, right? Is that what they call it? iMac, right? Mm-hmm. So, a little bit on the background on the M1 chip. I'll try to cover this up real quickly. Right. And wrap this up, not to make our listeners get bored and shit like that. So, in 2006, right, Intel did not want to work on the iPhone as they said that it is outside their expertise. So, in 2006, Apple was nowhere near uh, did the, the name that they are today, right? Uh, they were very small companies still at that time. And they said that the money that, the revenue that the iPhone will generate will not be enough to cover their R&D 
a research and development. This is in yeah. 2006, 15 years ago. Mm. Okay, and in 2008, this is where the thing started to happen. Apple signed a deal with ARM. Okay, ARM chip. Mm-hmm. For us to understand a little bit on chips, we first have to understand what is ARM and x86. All right. So ARM chip is basically simple computer chips, and x86 is complex computer chips where it understands complex data. All right. So where is ARM chips used on phones? All right. ARM chips are used on phones, and your computers like Intel, AMD are using x86. As simple I can explain, I won't go into deep details. So this is the basics that you need to know. Yeah. All right. So in twenty twenty twelve, Apple came with the A6 chip, which is on the iPhone uh, iPhone five was ARM architecture, and in twenty thirteen they released a statement that they came out with another they they came out with A7 chip and they sta- stated desktop class architecture in twenty thirteen. Okay. So. Mm. They they beat the ARM architecture of Samsung by one year, which is amazing. Beating your competitors' uh, technology by one year is amazing, and it's a sixty-four bit architecture, uh, which is at that time revolutionary, right? Okay. But what I want to highlight is that in twenty thirteen they were already looking forward. Okay, they stated desktop class architecture, so they had the plan already that. All right, we have to make this into something that we can use wider into our MacBooks. So that's why they stated desktop class architecture. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the performance, right, of uh, Apple and Intel, right, the perf- the performance power, right, Intel would require 125 watt. You're an engineer, right, Nico? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But Apple's uh, M1 chip would only require five watt to power a MacBook. That's, that's sick. Yeah, that's super far, and that's just so much difference. One hundred twenty-five watt would require a wall power, mm. right? Five watt a power bank can 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 make it run already. Yeah, yeah. Pretty so much. the thing is, we know Apple loves to talk uh, big about their product. So when they when they released the M1 chip, right? They said that you know. This is the fastest chip, faster than most computers, uh, uh, x86 computers. Well, theoretically, it's true, right? It is faster than most uh, x86 computer. I'm pretty sure it's faster than your current laptop right now. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's, it's pretty old, uh, your laptop, anyways. So I'm pretty sure it's faster than my laptop because it doesn't even run anymore. The one I've been using in college. <laughs> so, but while they say that it's super fast, it's the mm. fastest one out there. It's not really the fastest one. That's not really true. Apple was just over bragging. They said Fake that it news. is. Yeah, you see what they said was right. They claimed that it is three times faster than their best selling than the best selling Windows laptop. But let me ask you this one question, okay? Three times faster than the best selling Windows laptop is not actually the best Windows laptop. Fair. Not everyone will have the money to buy the best Windows laptop, best selling and best Windows performing. laptop. Yeah. Right. 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 You get okay. you know what I mean? Wow, scam, bro. Yeah. Scam. So you see, you see how marketing is so crucial in Apple and so good. They're so good at it. Yeah. True. They, true. They said best selling, not best performing. So mm. it is three times faster. Yeah. Okay. You're selling at three times higher anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I expected uh, three right. times faster anyways. So okay. 
And we expect a fast growth from Apple because you know how uh, the chip industry, right? Uh, technology industry, especially. Um, when I release my first batch, I'm already uh, preparing and designing my fourth batch. Right, yeah. You know, second and third gen is already ready, ready to be released mm-hmm, in the coming years. Yeah. That's how technology is, right? So we are expecting a fast growth from Apple. And if I'm not mistaken, I read somewhere the M2 or the M1X, I'm not sure what they're going to call it, is supposed to be released this year or next year, uh, which is supposed to see, we are supposed to see a little bit of, uh, a little bit of growth there, I would say, right? Uh, in performance. But yeah, this actually is a game changer. Why I would say that they took a small chip that used to power phones and they put it into laptops to power their laptops. And you know who was powering the laptops before this? Mm, Intel? Yeah, Intel. Yeah. And when they kill off Intel like that, it, they not only increase their margin, but Intel is at risk of you know slowly dying out. Right. Right? Because mm-hmm. as people start to see like, hey, if I can use a cheaper chip, and a more power-saving chip because the M1 chip uh, to apparently can last up to a whole day without charging and full use. Mm. Amazing, right? I would say amazing. Yeah. So, what do you think, Nico? What do you think of this M1 chip? I think it's, as you've mentioned, it's quite revolutionary. It's a huge difference in terms of power consumption. And you were saying it's comparison between 25 and 5, right? 125, yeah. 125, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So it, it's huge. It's a huge difference. And mm-hmm. we haven't seen it full its full potential just yet. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, them being able to take something that was not of use to many and then further develop it to the point where it's it looks like it's something that everybody would want. That's a huge, it's a huge move. It's a really mm-hmm. huge move. And, and other, yeah. other processor companies will have to obviously keep up and find a way to compete. If mm-hmm. not, then they will all then have to be reliant on Apple itself. Yeah, and that's what they're planning to do. They, they're planning to dominate the chip industry where mm. they can su- sub out their chips, right? the M1 chips, and people start using their chips in their, 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 their let's say Toshiba or, or, or other gaming laptops start using their chip. I won't say gaming laptop will start using a chip because it's just not powerful enough, Yeah. right? Uh, but let's say, uh, what do you call that? The, the one that HP, right? HP starts using their chip. Uh, it's very mm. office use based, right? So they can start moving to Apple and that poses a big threat to Intel. But maybe I can explain a little bit more on the performance growth on the chips itself. Right. Okay. So Apple, right, when they first came out with a chip and they had about 300% performance growth, amazing number. Meanwhile, mm. Intel only had 28% performance growth. How they measure the performance growth is just like how fast it is, how much power it takes and stuff like that. So Apple has been increasing 300% co- uh, consistently. 300% is hyper fast, I would say, something like yeah. a, a hyper loop or something like that. Hmm. And like you said earlier, right, the R&D of Apple is only 7 to 8% of their revenue, right, which yes. was 18 billion last year uh, because Apple closes their book at, I think, July or, or September, if I'm not mistaken. September, so, September. September, right? Hmm. So uh, they had an 18 billion R&D budget uh, in the previous uh, annual report which is only 7 to 8%. But 
this 18 billion right is bigger than intel's r&d budget which is 15 billion and you know how much revenue intel is spending on how many how many percent of their revenue intel is spending on their r&d 25 percent and they're still not at the level of apple's r&d budget yeah yeah so this is why apple is so superior in in this chip development and moving forward i think apple can be way more superior uh because this they sell so many products right they, they sell their phones they sell uh what services these days and they have so much money coming in mm-hmm. that gives them so much room to increase their r&d and furthermore, they don't really pay dividends. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really pay dividends. They're making shit ton of money. They don't pay dividends. They, mm-hmm. they pay la, like 1%, 0.66%, whatever. Yeah. Right? So this is why Apple is so far ahead. And I think it's a great company. But maybe you want to explain a little bit on your thoughts, Nico, uh, on Apple. Right. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in terms of revenue... Um, Apple gets its revenue directly from sales of phones, computers. Uh-huh. They have their payment services now, cloud services, digital content. Um, by that, I mean like stuff in the App Store and uh-huh. their, uh, apps, right? Uh-huh. And then they also have uh, advertisements. So ads also generates revenue for them. But um, what is clear is that 50% of their revenue comes directly from sale of iPhones. And that's okay. a huge number. And I, I, out of sheer curiosity, I went back and tried to figure out um, when did the switch happen, right? Because that iPhone was only launched in 2007. Mm-hmm. That was when the first iPhone launched. Uh, Steve Jobs pulled it out of his pocket and, you know, it changed the world, right? Yep. So that happened in 2007. But prior to that, Apple was always dependent on the sales of uh, their desktop as well as their uh, laptops, the MacBook, right? Yeah. So I, I took a look back and tried to see how long did it take for the iPhone to overtake the MacBook and desktop version of Apple computers. And apparently it only took two years. <laughs> because in <laughs> 2009, they were tied. They were close. I think they would, in terms of sales, the iPhone did about 13 billion and the desktop, plus MacBook did about 13 billion as well. Oh. That was in 2009. And oh. from then onwards, it has just been an uphill run for the iPhone. And whereas their MacBooks and their desktop versions have sort of um, stayed the same uh, roughly. So you mm-hmm. can see that they, um, they're quite highly dependent on the sale of the iPhones mm-hmm. for their revenue, right? Yep. And Right after that, the second biggest revenue contributor would be their services. And by services, this means their cloud services, their payment services, right? Mm-hmm. And that's also an interesting aspect because what I find interesting about Apple really is that their, means, their, their main business is developing technology for um, electronics, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning, we're talking about uh, television, we're talking about um, handphones, we're talking about laptops and computers. Mm-hmm. But what I find interesting is how they have also then decided to develop and become small players in a lot of the bigger markets. 
right? Mm-hmm. The finance industry is huge. Yeah. It's huge. But still, Apple decided that, hey, we need to have an Apple credit card and mm-hmm. we need to have Apple Pay services. We need to be in this industry. Mm-hmm. So they put in their mark and they are in that market, right? They might not be the best. They might not um, be performing well in the industry, but they found, they found it necessary to be there. And besides that, also, they are in cloud servicing. And you know, in cloud servicing, AWS, Amazon Web Services is huge. Yep. You have Google as well, which is huge. And then you have Apple, who's also <laughs> like, hey, I want to be in this industry as well. Mm-hmm. I need to be here. So it, it seems quite um, interesting because it it's purely how it always has been. Apple has always wanted their own ecosystem. And with this, you can sort of see that even in their business aspect, they're not just saying that, okay, the Apple ecosystem is you must have a MacBook, you must have an iPhone, you must have an Apple Watch, and you must have an Apple TV. And all of them are interconnected, right? Mm -hmm. That's on the consumer aspect, the user aspect. But for the business itself, they're doing it as well in the sense that they want to be in different different industries so they're in the finance industry they're in the cloud computing industry they're in digital content they're in software and hardware as well so uh-huh. it's very interesting business because they're so widely spread among different avenues of course they're not doing well in all avenues but it's interesting because they're involved in different avenues yeah so then what i also looked at was probably their gross margins and in terms of products as like their phones and their computers, they only are doing about 30%, plus minus mm-hmm. 30% every year. Whereas their services, they're getting about 60%, plus minus every year. So it makes sense as to why you were saying earlier that they are pushing towards, you know, um, having more revenue from their services, right? Yep. Mm. And yeah, like I mentioned earlier, uh, research and development has been growing, but it's still below 10% and they have maintained that for years and years and years. I I think most of the R&D went on in the early days back with Steve Jobs when they were just launching the first um, Mac. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a MacBook, the, the round computer, right? The colorful yeah. backlit <laughs> computer. Right? Yeah. Mac. So I think all of the R&D w- was really running a lot back then mm-hmm. whereas now it's like they have a stable platform they know how to move so they're quite efficient in that sense yeah plus 18 billion a year is a lot of money right yeah yeah true. yeah it's a lot of money not many companies have the the privilege to spend 18 billion on on r&d itself just mm-hmm. because they make so much money right that's why they can keep it under 10% and I'm no, I won't be surprised to see them uh, increase over the coming years as they are running into the EV industry like you said they want to be everywhere right and yeah. one of these uh, YouTube channel that I watch uh, I can't remember his name Larry Jones if I'm not mistaken and he says that uh, if Apple comes out with a car he is definitely getting a car because he's a full-blown Apple fan. Uh, something mm-hmm. like one of our friends, uh, Loka Sundrup, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he said that if he goes into the Apple car and it all sings, it's just so much easier, so much easier to live, right? Ultimately, people, what they want to do in their life is uh, making their life easier. And True. when they have a small price to pay for salvation, <laughs> small, <laughs> small price to pay for, you know, uh, a little bit of a comfort uh, in their life, I'm pretty sure they would they would pay it. Uh, yeah. But we'll have to see about that. But that, 
That was an mm. unexpected Thanos. <laughs> yeah, for for what the the EVs? So it's unexpected Thanos. Uh, oh. Small price to pay for. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe we can just wrap this up real quickly as we are almost approaching the hour mark, right, Nico? And mm. we don't want to keep our podcast too long. So. Do you want to go first on on your final say on Apple and what is your conclusion on it? Uh, but yeah. do note that this is not a buy or sell call, right? This is just two guys <laughs> random talk, randomly talking about Apple. Yeah. So yeah, I feel it's a great business, and I think, like I mentioned earlier, I like how they are diversified in terms of different fields and avenues that they're trying. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they might not be doing the best in terms of cloud services they might not be the best option in payment services or digital content or even operating software like comparing windows and ios or their snow leopard or whatever ios they're running mm-hmm. obviously windows is doing much better right yeah but i like how they are bold enough to say this is something we can do and we are going to do it well right because mm-hmm. you, you can't deny that their cloud services works just about as good as other cloud services work their ios works just as good as the windows but it differs slightly mm-hmm. so for one company to have many avenues is always great and to come i mean to compare them to samsung it's not a real apple to apple comparison <laughs> <Unintended. laughs> uh, because yes samsung whether you i'm not sure if you know this but maybe it's a fun fact samsung started off as a grocery store or a convenience store mm-hmm. and now they moved on into electronics semiconductors and whatever and even their largest stream of revenue is like shipping or something right mm-hmm. so um for sure they will always be tough competitors but i've the iPhone has such a craze and aura around it yeah. that I think it is quite hard to see them losing out in coming years. Mm-hmm. And they spend a lot on retail stores, if you did not know that. The coolest one recently was in Singapore. Okay. Have you seen the picture of it? No, I have not actually. Maybe we'll like, share it in our group later. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It's basically a sphere that is floating. It looks like it's floating on the surface of water. And that whole thing is just one big Apple store. Oh, so I things like this it. make Apple stand out because this it, it's written in their annual report that they actually spend a whole lot on retail stores. Why? Because when you have a premium mall opening up in a city near you, you will always find an Apple store there and they will always have one of the most um, eye-catching areas, right? Yeah. Like yep. where you can see visible open light near windows or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um you always see an Apple store. And then they do take on these projects like what they did in Singapore where they have this very unique building. It's just a sphere with glass around it and it looks like it's floating on water but it's an Apple store that you can walk into. And they have done this in different, different countries. They have one in Dubai which has windows that open up. They call it like solar wings and stuff like that. So even their retail outlets are deemed as attractions almost. (laughs) right yeah. so i would say it's a very cool company and i like how they are doing their business and i would someday like to be invested in them but mm-hmm. right now i'm just gathering funds and i'm do- thinking for myself uh, what would be the best bet because obviously they've done a lot of growth over the years 
So it's not like I can expect Apple to jump a hundred percent in the next year, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah. might be able to do thirty, forty percent, sure. But for me, right now, my portfolio size, I don't think it's the best fit at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. about you? Very interesting uh, feedback, you guys. Uh, I would say almost too accurate. Uh, <laughs> so I, I would say, in my opinion. I held shares of Apple for a while now. Especially, I start loading up on Apple when they announced their M1 chip. I really like the fact that they are trying to uh, be the best in not only the iPhone industry but also the computer industry. But what I understood was that they don't want to be the best selling product. They want to be the product that everyone requires. You know, the the, the chip that everyone would take from. So mm-hmm. if they can. Come up with M2 or M1X that is so good, right? So much better than the M1 itself, and they can license it to other uh, businesses. I think that will be a great step forward. And normally, business to consumer is great, great money, but business yeah. to business is super money. You mm. you want to see business to business, um, yeah. So. I like it because there's a strong mode around it. Like you said earlier, people are just so attached to the iPhone. Uh, people would even remove their back cover just to take a picture in the mirror. Who the fuck, yeah. who the fuck <laughs> does that, right? I mean, I don't do that uh, primarily <laughs> because I use Huawei. So, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, do I expect to see hyper growth in Apple? Like you say, hundred percent in one year? Maybe not. Uh, my my reason of holding Apple is I'm gonna hold it for life. Um, I think I always say this for every share I buy, I'm holding it for life. I don't know what's the point of investing if I'm not gonna sell. <laughs> Maybe when I retire, hopefully. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a hoarder. So uh, I'm holding it for life because I see Apple as a dividend play in the future. Uh, mm. Right now, yeah, they don't really pay dividends for now, but. It's only a matter of time where they will start to increase their dividends. And they did increase their dividends. As a fun fact, in Q1 report, they increased 7% of their dividends. Nice. So, yes, Apple will pay out dividends, in my opinion, in the future. And I just love their product. I, I don't own it. And I used to be an Apple hater back in college, if, uh, if you realize, Nico. <laughs> I used to say, like, why would people buy Apple, right? It, it's so yeah. stupid. Right? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you were that person, too. Right. And once upon a time, yes. Yeah, but after seeing and feeling the Apple product, like uh, Zaf's Apple product, our designer, I mean, our what uh, editor, editor. Apple, yeah, editor's product, uh, it's just amazing, and mm. just made me want to go switch. And if me a hate, they can change a hater to a believer. Uh, it, it just tells me that yeah, I should believe in this company, and their financials has been great. Uh, they, their Kager, their compounding annual growth rate has been great. Their their cash flow has been okay, mm. right? So yeah. I love it when the company is having great financial and also growth. I like it. Uh, it's just, it was just a no brainer for me back in January when I started loading up crazily on Apple. Right. right. Yeah. So do note that this is not a buy or sell call, but yeah, that's our, our take, right, Nico? So Apple's a great, great company, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Palantir, where we had a little bit of dispute, <laughs> uh, we can come and come together and say Apple is one of the companies that we can both agree on. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. definitely. 
No arguments there. Yeah, no <laughs> arguments. Uh, but we still want to see a little bit more of a improvement. Uh, maybe like the uh, Apple glasses, right? They they said they want to make the Apple glasses. Or they want to make some blockchain. So we might want to keep out on that. If you are yeah. an Apple investor, keep out on the new products that are coming up. Uh, that might break, make or break the company. Uh, it won't break lah. Actually, it might bring the company further forward. So yeah. Mm. True, true. Anything else you want to add, Nico? Nope, that will be all from me. Mm-hmm. So if that's all, then I guess we can call it a day. Yep, we definitely can. Mm-hmm. So I thank you guys for listening and uh, remember to think before you invest. Yep, happy investing, guys. Ciao. Bye-bye.